Okay, here we go. Hey guys, this is Podcast Rob of the Something Something Cast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all of those great links over at somethingcast.com. But right now, strap in, because you're about to listen to the Kung Fu master himself, Jeff Vita, on the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, part of the Pottern Family Podcast Network. Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. Hey guys, Sensei Nick here from Satori Academy of Cranford. I'm 26 years old and I've been studying martial arts for the past 14 years. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. What's up, Poison Clan? So I want to welcome you all to a new segment that I'm going to be adding to the podcast, which I'll be calling the Mat Chat. Now, for anyone who takes martial arts classes with kids, the match has a few minutes of class time where the instructor sits down with the kids to go over an important lesson and just talk with them about some things to think over as they go about their lives outside of class. So that's what this match is going to be. I'm going to be talking to martial arts instructors at regular schools all over the world, hopefully, so I can get some insight into what it takes to teach and run a school and maybe learn a thing or two about training martial arts off the mats. My very first guest is an instructor from my very own school, Satori Academy in Cranford, New Jersey, Sensei Nick. And I'm going to let Sensei Nick introduce himself shortly, but he most recently promoted to third degree black belt. And to showcase his skill, he did something that I've only ever seen in YouTube videos, and they usually came with a warning to not try this at home. And that is Sensei Nick round kicked his way through a regulation Louisville Slugger baseball bat and absolutely shattered it. Now, I'll post a pic of that event to my Instagram and Twitter feed, and if I can share the video, I'll post a link to that in the show notes as well. So without further ado, let's sit down for the very first match Chat with Sensei Nick. Uh, Sensei Nick, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Full disclosure, uh, Sensei Nick is one of my instructors here at uh, Satori Academy in Cranford. This is not in any way a sponsorship of the show. So we want to start with a background on you. Um, what was your entry into martial arts? So uh, my entry into martial arts was I actually lived over in Japan for at least six years, and I fell in love with Kyokushin uh, Karate, which is their traditional Japanese martial art. And then uh, we moved here, and then I kind of, I found Satori, they were along the same guidelines that I followed uh, over there, so it was just a nice, easy little fix. Okay, uh, Kyokushin, what drew you to that discipline in the first place? The, um, the strictness that they had, and really the, um, the kind of really paying attention to like the fine little details, like is your knuckles the right way, is your hand turned over, and like I said, Satori was the same exact way when I came over. Now, Kyokushin, from what I understand, is full contact all the way yes. through. Yes. Painful? A bit. <laughs> tiny bit. Tiny <laughs> okay. bit. Okay. What other styles did you study? Um, as of right now, I am a white belt with four stripes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then I am also a brown belt in Doce Pades, which is a Filipino martial arts that we teach here. Okay. As a student, the martial arts that you study, is, is there a common thread to the styles that attract you? Mostly it's discipline. I uh, grew up military family, right? So discipline has been structured in me since I was a baby. So any martial art that has like a big structure, a big discipline aside to it, it's all for me. So like Filipino martial arts, it's very big about not dropping your stick. You drop your stick, it's push-ups. Same thing with jujitsu. If you're late, push-ups. So it's all about like just that extra detail and about making sure that they're really strict and personal. Okay. 
uh, on the instructor side of things. Some advice for people that are looking to start instruction. How do you avoid the McDojo? Right, so there's a few ways, and a lot of the ways you just gotta kind of pay, uh, base yourself off the instructors, right? If the instructors, I don't wanna use the word ugly, but if their martial arts don't look like, I don't wanna say picture perfect either, but if it doesn't look somewhere in between, then chances are they're either like a fly-by-night school, like they just got their belt, here you go, congratulations, start teaching class tomorrow. Or if you can really see that like the way they take care of their students and the way they really try to push through all the right technique, that's kind of the way that you can kind of avoid that. So it's more or less just watching the instructors and like the helpers versus watching how classes go. Uh, the instructors here at Satori, uh, yes. what attracted you to the way that things were done here? When I first came over, like I said, it was mostly the big discipline, right? Very big into discipline when I first came over here. And plus, when we first started, the floors, there was no mat. So that reminded me of Kyokushin, right? Training on hardwood floor, got a chance to train on the mat. I've, uh, I've been a student here for uh, just over a year now, so a year I started here. Uh, I'm no longer the youngest, fastest, or strongest. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm one of the older students here, I think. Um, but uh, what I appreciate is that I'm uh, able to learn at my own pace. What's the hardest thing about being an instructor at a school uh, where you cater to both the very young and the very old? So it's knowing how to blur the line, so that way both of them are still getting like a really good workout, like the young, the fast, like the elite martial artists, right? they're still getting their good work, as well as like the martial artist who's not quite there yet or doesn't have the ability to get there. So it's just knowing how to blur the lines that where they both kind of get that sweat and both get that feel of, wow, I accomplished something today. Uh, just th that term, martial artist, when can I say I'm a martial artist? As a white belt. As soon as you step on, as soon as you get that like theory in your head that you want to come out onto the mat, you are technically a martial artist. That's the true word of a martial artist. It's being able to overcome that, um, that difficulty of stepping out on the mat. Okay. A lot of students come to school wanting to be that next Bruce Lee, the next Jet Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme, whatever. Um, but they don't understand the practice that has to go into it, the work that you have to put into it. Is it easy to spot those students? Yes, there. So you can definitely tell the big difference, right? You'll have the kids, the, the look focused, but yet when it comes to their moves, they're like spastic. It's all over the place. They're punching over to this side, they're punching over this way. Well, yes, it looks cool in the movies. They're actually aiming for something. There's a person that's walking that way. There's a person that's walking over that way. So they're spotting where they have to hit, and then they hit it. What about on the other side? Is it easy to spot the kids, the students that that want to focus and that want to learn. Definitely. So I have a few students that are here actually that every time class is over they ask me how can I better what I did today? What did I do that wasn't the best? How can I fix this? So those are the students that I don't want to say I look at a little bit less but I know that they're trying their hardest so every time I give them corrections they're always constantly thinking about that correction and they're correcting themselves on it. If you throw the wrong punch they're like oh, I threw the wrong punch it's supposed to be this way or this hand or okay. self-corrective. How do you manage the expectations for both of those? types of students? So pretty much what I'll do is I'll kind of gauge my class depending on what I'll see. If I see that I have more of like those kids that are really into it, or if I have a little bit more of the kids that aren't so into it, I'll try and like blur the lines. Like I said, the kids that are really into it, it's a little bit, I don't want to say less fun, but it's more drilling and kind of just round after round after round. The kids that aren't really into it as much, I'll blur the drills with a little bit of games here and there, or like jump over this and then do your things. So they're getting double the work without them really thinking about it. Have you ever had to pull a student aside and say, look, 
this might not be the school for you? Uh, a few times I have. I have definitely had to sit some people down and be like, you know, this isn't our culture. We're not like this. You know, we're not super aggressive. We're not super laid back. We're right in between. So sometimes every once in a while you will come across that one student that you have to be like, no, I'm sorry, but I don't think our school is a good fit for you. Um, and one of the things that attracted me to this school was that uh, there was a lot of disciplines that were folded into the program. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to pursue uh, whenever I, I may be ready for it, is the, the Filipino part that uh, that you were talking about, the Eskrim side. Um, you study it extensively. Uh, it's used a lot in Hollywood films. How effective an art is it, in your opinion? Effective? Really effective, right? It's just the mindful repetition of the moves. Because a lot of the moves, it looks like he's only doing one thing, but he's doing 27 little things within that one big thing. So, doce uh, pares, or escrima, or anis, or however, uh, wherever you come from, they might call it a different thing. It's all just about that. It's all about the detail-driven and everything else. Awesome. Okay, and uh, so for my audience, uh, where can they find out more information about Satori? So, uh, we have a website, www.satoriacademynj.com. Right, we're also on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're all over the place. We have a location in Edison or Metuchen, right? They're right next to each other. We also have a Milltown or East Brunswick location, and an Ocean Township location, as well as our Cranford, Westfield, Garwood, Linden location. All right, so guys, if you're uh, in the Cranford, uh, New Jersey area and you want to come see me struggle through class, uh, I just took a class. I'm winded and I'm trying to catch my breath here, but uh, come on down. And uh, Sensei Nick, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Sensei Nick for not killing me in class that day and for sitting down to chat with me. All those links for Satori Academy will be in the show notes, so for those of you in New Jersey who might have been looking for a place to consider starting your martial arts journey, head over to the site and take a look. And if you're in the Cranford, New Jersey area and want to watch me flop around like a fish out of water, come on by the Cranford, New Jersey location and say hi. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. See the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old Otherwise, wise Every once a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight you got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars Fight for the cars, then pass, hear applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back the Tai Chi master, jelly's even faster The child a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaol in a mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary Pops Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! 
this time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spill When you head into a war, fearless, unleashed The fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine